episode of the New Craft House podcast is sponsored by Faf. We use Faf sewing machines in all of our sewing and in all of our workshops, and they really are the best of the best. With everything from beginner machines like the Smarter Range to the Ambition machines that we use in classes to the top of the range creative icon, Faf have something for every sewist. Welcome to episode 24 of the New Craft House podcast. It's just myself, Rosie, and Hannah here today. We're in the studio, the shop now, I should say, I guess. Um, And it's just us. And we're also going to interview some of our colleagues, employees, I guess. (laughs) Later on in the episode. Yeah. Um, Yeah, today we're going to be talking about our sewing failures. So stuff doesn't always go right. Sometimes you scrape yourself off your sewing room floor. (laughs) (laughs) And we've all had lots of failures in our own sewing. Um... So we're going to go over what you can do when something doesn't go to plan. Yeah, and talk about some of the specific projects that have been failures for us. Failure is sort of probably the wrong word to use, but we're going What to do when you do not like your make. Yeah. Is what we're going to call this episode. And it's also been the end, like we're at the start of October now, so it's been the end of Sew Yourself Sustainable. And we're going to tell you a little bit about the person who won the challenge. Yeah, so we've finished Sew Yourself Sustainable now. It's the first week of October. Feels like... It feels this week like September should have felt. So, like, you know, in September, normally you get a new notebook and then you feel really good. Well, this week I got a new pencil and I <laughs> got out my Filofax. Because I'm a Filofaxer now. You've got back to school feeling, but a month late. I'm a late, yeah. I'm a latecomer. Um, and planning my makes kind of goes hand in hand with that mm. and yeah so yourself sustainable was a big part of me trying to kickstart my sojo so it finished on the um 30th of september and it's taken us a couple of days to like look through everybody's post stuff because we've been busy opening the shop um for the first time but we did it all this morning we've looked through the posts been like reading everyone's like people have done blog posts they've made reels written like really lengthy Instagram um, posts and it's just been really interesting and nice to go through them a bit more properly and we made a short list it was very official throughout the month we save posts so if we see someone's posts that we really like we save them all in a little folder yeah to make sure we don't miss them when it comes to the end of the month um, and then we just look through the hashtag more generally as well and then we shortlist from those ones that we really liked uh-huh so I think we had a shortlist of about six yeah people six accounts and from i think we'll share actually the shortlist on instagram maybe not now so if you go look on our instagram we'll probably share them and give them a fabric voucher a fabric voucher yeah which we normally do every year and then the main person wins the faf passport 2.0 machine which is an incredible prize and faf generous generously have sponsored every year of so you're sustainable which is really lovely of them um and it's so nice just to be able to give someone a new machine like that's such an amazing yeah. prize to win um so do you want to say who won no you say <laughs> okay um we picked ella who is at sewist in the city she lives in london and she's taken part in so sustainable at least two years maybe the whole three years i can't quite remember um but she did really amazing thoughtful posts this year and she made some reels, really cute ones actually. Like, mm. if you go and have a look at her account, there's ones where she's planning like a capsule wardrobe with little cut out clothes. It's, it's cute. so cute. Planning like 
she's got little cutouts of all the clothes she has made already. Yeah. And then she intersperses them with, like, new ones she wants to make, lays them all out, and then you can see what your little capsule wardrobe will look like in the fabrics they're going to be made in. It's very nice. Very efficient. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then she also did, like, a flowchart diagram type thing of the environment environmental impact of different fabrics and different ways of sourcing fabrics and stuff which was really interesting to see and one of the reels she did where she was like switching outfits the last trousers i think in it were made from a fabric she got in our fabric swap last year so it was like a continuation of last year's so you're self-sustainable which is really nice um yeah so she doesn't actually know it yet but by the time the podcast comes out she she will know she's won (laughs) we're gonna announce it uh tomorrow nice to see it's so nice looking through the hashtag because there's so many thoughtful posts in there Mm. where people are learning new things and considering their sewing practice more yeah um slowing down my favorites are the wardrobe audits i love them yeah and that's what we start the month with so it's a nice kickstart yeah it's just so nice to like see someone look through everything in their wardrobe looking for patterns looking for gaps and then use the information there to go on and plan their future makes mm. i think mm. it's really interesting as well to see like how people's knowledge like has grown year after year like people are just becoming way more environmentally aware and it's actually happening over a short space of time which is really cool to see um is it circular sewing at circular so circular so circular he did um a really nice blog post on dead stock yeah, so we talked a little bit about the difference between overstock and deadstock on our Instagram, and she wrote like a whole blog post on it, in which goes like into more depth. So go and check that out if you haven't seen it yet. It's really good. Um, but yeah, we will be back in twenty twenty two for the fourth ever. So yourself sustainable month. Yeah, we'll definitely do like an in person fabric swap that time as well. Yeah, it's way more, more fun in person. In person events. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has had times when they've planned a project and it hasn't gone to plan. I know I have probably had over a hundred. A hundred sewing fails? No. Yeah, because so often I start making something and then it doesn't isn't turning out how it did in my head. And then I get disillusioned with it and then I don't want to finish it. Is this everything you've made? A lot of things. (laughs) It's rare that I make something and it's better than what I thought it would be. But you say this is because I'm an idealist. So in my head, I always think something's going to be the best thing ever. But I need to knock back my expectations 10 notches. To realistic levels. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So I'm ripe for for feeling like something's failed a bit. I don't think of it as a failure. You're dissatisfied with it. I'm dissatisfied, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do get dissatisfied with quite a lot of my makes. I am not a twala, neither are you. No. So the chance that something is going to not quite be right is pretty high. Which yeah. is probably a flaw in our sewing. You know. I, th- I think for me, I need to re... I need to maybe pick some projects that my expectations are low. Because actually, a lot of the stuff that I've made that I do wear a lot and I love are things where the fabric wasn't fancy and I wasn't keeping it for a special occasion. I just kind of like 
boshed out a hack of an indigo really quickly. Mm. And I really love it. Yeah. So maybe I should just pick some like really simple projects and focus on them. But they don't seem that exciting to say, so. You want to go after the dream. Yeah. And there's always a point as well in my in my making when I start to think it's not going to be as good. So it's not even it doesn't even happen at the end. It happens like halfway through. So I'll I'll hold it up and I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh, that's not quite the perfect thing. So from that point on, I become a bit disillusioned with it. But then progress I feel slows. like I need my progress slows, <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like I should finish it, and then I do. And then I just don't love it as much as I thought I would. But yeah. probably I'm cr- being critical of them in a way that I would never be if I was buying something. And I feel like you do that and then you come back to it a few months later and you're like, actually, I do like it. When, like, the dream has died a bit. What's... Give an example of that. I don't know. I think it's just in my head. Maybe I revisit things, yeah, after the initial disappointment has softened. Yeah. And then I can look at it again. What's the last thing you made? Um, the Anthea top. The Anthea, yeah. Was that a fail? No, no, I love it. That turned out better than I thought it would. Yeah. Until the man spilled a Jägermeister shot on it the other day and it was silk. Now I've just got a mark. That's sad. He was carrying it over my head. A random man. Can you remember? I was. <laughs> it was after our shop opening party. Oh, was it? Someone like went past past us with the Jägermeister shot, and he poured it down my back. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did you tell me that at the time? I was devastated. <laughs> was I so drunk? I didn't notice that happening at all. <laughs> um, I reckon I can clean it out. But that was my last thing I made, and before that, it was the um, zero waste dress, and that didn't turn out mm. quite as nice as I wanted. But that was because I was trying to copy Monica's. <laughs> and Monica's looked so nice. Um, Slow Ritual Studio on Instagram. Um, she makes some really, really beautiful things. And yeah, maybe that's when I don't like things, actually. When I see something on someone else and then I try and recreate it. And then I just... I don't... Yeah. Yeah. Was it the fabric too heavy? I thought it was too heavy, but I've worn it once since. And then you said I look like a... Um, a Gryffindor I robe. Know. What? I'm... You said it looked like a Gryffindor Hogwarts robe. No, I said if you wore it open. And then I wore it to Cambridge and I was really worried that someone was going to shout Gryffindor at me. <laughs> oh my God. I, you're making me out to be a bully. I did not say that. I said if you wore it open, like a, a teacher Like an overshirt cape, thing. Like Professor McGonagall. <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe Rosie's to blame for all my disappointments. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll take it. But what I do when I feel like something has, when I don't like my make, is I think I, I need a break from it. So I kind of get put the project to one side for a bit. And then maybe later when I'm looking for stuff to refashion or looking through my wardrobe thinking, am, am I wearing these? Then I'll pick something out. Then that will obviously like come back to me because I haven't worn it at all. And then I'll try and either find it a new home or rework it in something that I can wear. Mm. Um that's when I like really don't like what I make pass it on yeah give it a new home but give it a new home where I'm not going to see it again because I've got this thing where I don't want to see my make around like if I can't have it then I don't want to look at it bit jealousy 
A bit, yeah. <laughs> um, what do you do when you don't like your make? Um, it's interesting you ask because right now I'm wearing something that I've decided today I really don't like. And I've asked my sister if she wants it and she said yes, so it's going on to a new home. Um, basically, I'm wearing a jumper that I made in Liberty sweatshirting like three years ago now. More, uh, it was way more than that. Uh-uh, it was just before Sid was born, I think. No, because I made one at the same time. Yeah, it was like three and a bit years ago. Really? Yeah. Um, and I just have never liked it on me. I don't think I really wear sweatshirts. Like, I love knitwear and, like, jumpers, but I just don't wear sweatshirts. And I just feel like a bit of, like, a sad version of me. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like... And it feel, I don't like the feeling of it. Oh, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I'm passing it on. You I do look like you've, given, like you've given up a yeah, bit. Yeah, because I don't wear sweatshirts. So... Yeah, generally I'll pass it on. I have two sisters and a mum who are all, you know, similar-ish sizes, so they generally get stuff that I don't like. Or we try and refashion it, you know, like dresses that you make shorter or something like that. But in general, I don't, like, I, I like most of the things I make because I think my expectations are pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't care about things being that perfect and stuff. So, in general, I quite, I'm quite happy. And I will wear stuff that isn't perfect quite happily. Yeah, you're quite good at just, like, getting some wear out of it. And then you just start to like it a little bit more. Yeah. You get memories in it, and that's nice. The one thing I do always do that I've noticed in this past month, especially, I always do the wrong amount of elastic. And then it's such an easy well, it's too fit. tight or too loose? Too tight. Mostly for, like, kids' stuff, because it's all got elastic in it. But then it's such an easy fix, and I just don't ever get around to doing it, and then they've grown out of it, and I've wasted all that time making something. What's, it ha what's this happened with? Like, two pairs of trousers. I've made them recently. Mm, you need to just measure them before you put the elastic in. Yeah. I know things like I do that as well. Like I'll put an elastic in something and it'll be like too loose, and then I'm just like, yeah. never fix it. Never, yeah. yeah. Maybe you just need to make a pile, set aside a couple of hours, and do them all in one. Yeah, I think that's like same as what we were saying about repairing stuff. It's easier if you approach it as like this is repairing two hours of repairing. This is two hours of doing little changes to things. Yeah, all in one place, so you don't have to go like hunt it out again. Mm. Yeah, I should do that. What else can you do with stuff that you don't like, though? So you can, like you said, gift it on to someone else. That's probably the easiest because it involves no future effort from you. You're giving it. You're probably going to make someone else really happy as well because they've just got something new that's handmade by you, which everyone loves. Getting a handmade gift. Um, yeah, just give it a new home and make sure you give it to someone who's going to wear it. Mm. And then say if they ever decide they don't like it. They have to pass it on again. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can gift it on. You can refashion it. Um, you actually, at the time, made knitting. Well, we had this one day, we're at work. This was years ago, where we were so tired and we didn't want to do any work, basically. <laughs> and so instead, we just started making these things that we were calling bagus. Oh, my God, it's yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's basically just a drawstring bag. Done on the overlock. With a little um, gusset in. Well, no, you just fold in the, corner, gusset, in the corners. We were just sewing them on straight on the overlocker and then they became all our knitting bags and we were using up fabric scraps to do them. 
And then we just went mad. Each of us left with like five bagoos. And then mine all, mine still have different knitting projects in that have been abandoned. I use mine all the time, yeah. I've got all my knitting bags. It's actually out of the sweatshirt yeah. you know, that I'm wearing right now. That's what I made them out of. And I love it for that because it's like nice Liberty Print sweatshirting. And it's like floppy and soft and fleecy. And a bit like colourful and nice. So, yeah, made lots. Um, so you could refashion the jumper that you're wearing into that but it does seem a shame to cut up a it's garment a but actually yeah. there's nothing wrong with um especially when the fabric's that nice but i do have to say the liberty sweatshirting i don't think it's that nice well i i just feel a bit like hot in it it doesn't have as much that much stretch in it so mine i feel like a really stressed out in it yeah. yeah i feel it's quite it has no like give underneath the arms yeah. um if anyone's looking to sew a sweatshirt by the way this pattern is the not the linden. So the linden sweatshirt is like the one that everyone makes. And that's raglan, am I right? Mm, no, the linden isn't raglan. But it doesn't have any Oh no, shape. it is raglan. Is it raglan? I think it is. But this is the named clothing. Yeah. Can't remember what it's called, but it has like darts coming up from the waistband, like up to your bust sort of thing. It's so much nicer. It's much nicer. It's got like a slightly more fitted feel. And set in sleeves and it's... Yeah, so it's a really nice pattern if anyone's looking to make a sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, it's much nicer than Linden, I think, personally. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can chop up your makes into something else. And I actually said that to Rosie earlier today. She could just literally stitch this into the arms into two knitting needle bags <laughs> to match. <laughs> and then the body into one big bagu. <laughs> but I think it's better to give it onto a new home. I asked my sister if she like if she liked it on me and she was like, Yeah, I like it. But she obviously wanted it, so gave it to her. We've been having a chat about some of the reasons why you don't like your project at the end when you finish it. And I think for me, often they are bad pattern fabric matches true for me no just in general like <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i'm the best at doing that like i know some people are amazing at seeing a fabric and envisaging envisaging yeah it as a sewn up garment but i don't think i'm that good at it like i don't think that's a skill that i have so often i'll make the wrong matches and then something just doesn't hang right or it doesn't feel right sit right on the body yeah, and it, but it definitely is a skill and something that you develop over time. Like, you think back a few years. Oof, yeah. <laughs> like, everybody at the start of their sewing journey is going to make a mistake with, like, a fabric or a wrong fabric for a pattern. And we definitely did some of those. But it takes, it does take years, I think, and you still, now, we're, like, learning about different fabrics and what works for what. Learning about the weights, but also the drape and how things are going to feel against your body yeah. and how they're going to perform as that garment. And how they're going to wash, that's a big thing. Yeah. And age and we opened the shop for the first time last Saturday and it was really nice chatting to customers about their fabric and pattern matches so lots of customers would come in and say I want to make a Zadie do you like and this is what I've been looking at and often not often but sometimes you are just like oh actually I don't think that is a good match for it and it's a really nice conversations to have with our customers um where you can share like knowledge that you've 
collected over years and years of like a decade of sewing yes. basically whereas they might be starting out on their sewing journey and that's why it's so nice to be able to go into a shop because you are like you can ask you learning from people yeah yeah um and in my first year of sewing i think i made some terrible fabric pattern combos your first ever make you forgot to pre-wash <laughs> i didn't pre-wash and it went really short when i washed it um yeah but that's that's a pre-washing error yeah everyone's done that i remember like thinking like quilting weight cottons you could just sew dresses with and they'd be fine mm. and like you can but it's like a specific look isn't it it's less drapey than i imagined i think <laughs> yeah you're gonna be able to tell but for me i think that's often why i don't like what i've made mm. rather than the fit or something like that how about for you I think it's when I've made something that just isn't really my style and I've got swayed by like really liking the fabric or something or seeing someone else make a pattern and actually it just doesn't really fit with what I wear day to day. Like a sweatshirt, I just don't wear sweatshirts, I can't say enough. <laughs> um, yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, because Liberty Print's so beautiful. So you see it and you want to own it. Mm. But actually, I don't want to wear it really, Not other often. than as pyjamas, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like I wear my Liberty pyjamas all the time. And I do wear little Liberty shirts, like that is something I would do. But yeah, like you wouldn't just come in wearing a Liberty dress, would you? If I came into work in a Liberty print dress, you'd be I like... Think we had a special day ahead. <laughs> <laughs> meeting I've forgotten about. So by thinking about reasons why you might not like a project after you've finished, then hopefully you can try and avoid it happening. Mm. Um... So the other reasons would be the fabric. You just don't like the fabric. Yes. Like, you could think something's going to look nice sewn up and then just be, like, you don't like the fibre. Yeah. You don't like the way it feels. You don't like the way it hangs. It doesn't you feel nice to wear. It, you're right. not going to want to Yeah. Yeah. Then it, it, you're just going to get nowhere out of it. And the fit is another big one. Massive. If... When I started out sewing, I sewed so many things that just didn't fit at all. Really? Um, not that they didn't fit as in, like, I couldn't get them on, but just they didn't sit right on, mm. on me. And often I think I'll see someone on Instagram who's sharing a dress that fits so beautifully, and I'll think, okay, I'll sew my one of them, and it's going to look like that. Not appreciating the fact that that person has put so much time and effort into getting the fit mm. right by twirling. Um so I definitely have had that. And even if someone hasn't, like, changed the fit, their body is just completely different to you. Even if, like, you're the same mm. size, like, dress size, it isn't going to fit the same on you because everybody is different. Yeah. I think in general we're quite lucky, we're very lucky, that we don't have to do much fit adjustment and we can get away without twirling. <laughs> so we sort of ride it's, that wave. <laughs> they're wearable, but we also don't wear that many fitted garments. Yeah. So if you were going to wear, like, fitted dresses or fitted skirts often, then I think we would have to rethink that. But I'm all for the oversized vibe. Yes. Other than trout, like, jeans. Jeans I want to be fitted around my bum and waist. Yeah. I mentioned it briefly then, but the fibre, when I started out sewing, I picked so many of the wrong fibres. I just didn't even know what I liked wearing. I didn't really understand what the different fibres were. And so often I think that is, was responsible for why I just didn't like my make at the end. Can you remember any? 
Um, hmm, let me think for specific. They probably didn't last in my wardrobe very well. Oh my God, I can remember one actually. Is it mine? No, of mine. Okay. <laughs> I think like the second dress I ever made, I went into the local fabric shop, had literally no idea about fabric. And I was just like, I like that pink. I'll get that. And it was like a poly cotton pot plint. Looking back, and it was like half semi see-through and everything. Basically a think? lining fabric, I think. It's just like a butterick dress or something that I got in the shop as well. Do you still have it? No, it was one of the first things to go. Oh. But I had I had literally no idea. And that's fine. You learn. <laughs> I th yeah, I can't remember, think of a specific example, but I'm sure they just didn't hang around for very long. No, mm. oh, we did. We made those lining dresses. Yeah, we those, spoke about them before. Actually, that was the worst project. Let's not even. Um, let's not go into that. <laughs> so yeah, going forward, I'm going to seriously think about my pattern and fabric match. I'm not going to get swayed by what other people are making on Instagram. I'm going to be influenced by it. Not influenced. Well, I will be. <laughs> I'm going to be inspired by it. Yeah. Think about how that's going to work for me and my life and what I like doing and where I wear my clothes. And maybe when you're picking fabric, for you slightly, but for other people as well, like ask the people in the shop or email them if it's online and say like, do you think this would work for that pattern? We get a lot of uh, questions like that yeah. and it's really nice because then you can help them and maybe suggest something better or say, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, it does feel good when a customer says messages on Instagram being like, do you th I'm thinking about this for this project, do you think it will work? And you say, no, that won't work. Then you feel like you've <laughs> saved them from... yeah being disappointed in the way something's going to turn out so yeah ask for help if you're starting out with your sewing because like you said it is a skill that takes yeah. years to um, i think people feel silly like some people at the weekend were like i really just don't know anything about fabric but like that's normal nobody's judging you probably all know that we are huge fans of faff machines we use them in all of our workshops and when we're sewing at home on our boats so what do we love most about them they're super smooth to sew on with a sleek design and their iconic IDT system, essentially a built-in walking foot, makes handling all types of fabric a dream. We honestly couldn't sew what we do without them. Get in touch with us if you fancy a machine upgrade or if you'd like to know more about any of the models. So we're going to invite some of the team in to ask them what they do when they don't like their makes. Yeah, so not all of the team are in today, but there's three. <laughs> We've given them about five minutes of warning. So. so yeah. Okay, Molly, what yes. do you do when you do not like your make? Well, if it's just it doesn't suit me and it still looks nice on a hanger, I will leave it on my clothes rack for a while because <laughs> it looks nice. Um, but if I think it would suit someone else, I would gift it. My mum gets a lot of my hand-me-downs. She loves it. Um, or if I know I've spent a lot on the fabric and I would really prefer to like use it for myself, I might take it apart and try and make something else out of it. Mm. I've made a lot of bucket hats out of like things. <laughs> That's a good idea actually. Yeah. A nice little project. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get the fabric in your wardrobe still. Exactly. Yeah. When you love the fabric. Yeah, yeah exactly. Does your mum say? She does. Oh, yeah. Nice. They can appreciate a meme-made yeah, if someone's Yeah, exactly. Do you get her hand-me-downs? Sometimes. I mean, when I was younger, I was like, why did you never keep um, any of your clothes from, like, the 80s and the 90s? Yeah. And then she recently found some when she moved house, and I was like, I want that, I want that. But um, 
yeah, and she's made a couple of things for me, especially when I was, like, younger. As I got older, I was like, no, I just want shop bought. And now I've, like, reversed back. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, you can make me anything, but, yeah. Okay, so you're quite a variety then. Yeah. Gift, gift, stare at it on a Hanukkah hangover. That's quite a nice idea. I've thought that's nice that you've been inspired by it. Yeah. It's kind of like your home decor. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Especially because I've got one of those, like, hanging racks where you can see all of the clothes. Um, That's a nice idea. Yeah. So they're very visible. And you can appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't wear it. It's still being appreciated. Art. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, Gemma, what do you do with your makes when you don't like them? Um, so things I have actually done is I've I made a Merchant and Mills factory dress once mm. and the colour came out a bit beige and black and I, I hated the fabric once I'd made it so I dyed it black mm, so I think that's, that's good was that's it successful dyeing yeah so um, <laughs> take notes Hannah <laughs> <laughs> well it was like um it was like a like a really sturdy cotton so, so like so I just did it and just okay. like chucked a load okay. of things in the washing mm. machine and was just like yeah and do it's you, actually come out a lot nicer do you wear it um, I did a lot and I don't really anymore. This was when I was first sewing, so I wasn't great at picking fabrics for garments. Mm. That was my reason why I think I don't like Yeah. It's because I didn't I don't match stuff very well. Yeah. Like yeah. pattern and fabric. It was just a bad choice. So I feel like, yeah, you can definitely like die over stuff if it's like the fabric's not quite right. Yeah. Um It's a I, good idea. Yeah. Works up have I done I've like cut things up to make smaller things yeah. like you know like face masks and yeah. stuff like that as well but otherwise they just go to the charity shop and hopefully I get so embarrassed like giving something to charity because I'm like oh it's not made well enough Do like you? yeah I don't well I've bought handmade things from a charity from the charity yeah. shop so like when I see it I always get a little excited that someone's made it yeah and so would well. I yeah so it's, it's completely irrational but then I don't know <laughs> yeah. how they feel about it because it is a handmade item and it doesn't have like a label where they can be like it's probably better made than a lot of stuff you get at. yeah and they probably price it cheaper so yeah a lot of like the vintagey stuff you see in charity shops actually is handmade because more people sewed like 80s dresses and stuff yeah, 70s. I've got a really nice 60s dress recently mm. for a pound in the charity what? shop. I know, so good. <laughs> okay, dyeing. I'm going to think about that more because yeah. that's probably the simplest way to refashion something. Yeah. Make lowest, it more Lowest wearable. effort refashion. I like it. <laughs> and if it's, if it's like a dark colour, black will cover everything. Yeah, and then you right. want to wear it. Yeah. It's a good one. Ellie, what do you do when you do not like your make? Um, some things I give away, like I made a couple of t-shirts that I thought I'd be really into, just like little striped t-shirts, and just never wore them, so I gave them to friend Sophie, because it's just a t-shirt. Um, and then in more complicated things, uh, in my pattern cutting I tend to eliminate a lot of seams, like I like a kind of, uh, kind of pair of trousers with like no side seam, and that kind of thing, so it gives, it means that like the fabric is in a bigger piece so a lot of the time mm, if it doesn't work idea. um I just cut something else out of it just a mm, bit smaller just open it up yeah but that doesn't really work if you are making something complicated but I like big boxy things so mm. just reuse the fabric yeah that's a good idea you've still got loads of meterage 
Yeah. Or like bigger pieces. There. It's bigger pieces, yeah. So it's like, oh, I made a pair of trousers, didn't like them. I had enough to make the body of a jacket, so I cut the sleeves out of the legs of the pair of trousers. Nice. You actually do something as well that I don't really do. Like, if you wear something a couple of times, don't like it, you'll alter it, right? Like with the dress that you took some of. Oh, yeah, like I made a dress and I didn't toilet it because it was just like a big kind of floaty summer dress. But the bodice was like, yeah, it's just too long. So I wanted it. Like it, it was still fairly short, but like with such a big dress, um, it just didn't sit right. I just felt like really frumpy in it. So then I just cut, I lost a bit of length on it, but I just cut the skirt off, took off like two mm. inches of the bodice and re-sewed it on, mm. um, which is, to be fair, it's kind of unusual for me, but I just knew if I didn't do it, I'd just never wear it. Like I wore it once and then just sat in my wardrobe for about a month and I kept like putting on and taking it off and put it on and taking yeah. it off. So yeah. I just thought that I'm just going to have to do it. Otherwise I'll have made this dress and worn it once and then summer will be over and I'll just never wear it again. Yeah. Whereas I would do that. Wear it once, not wear it for two years. I'd wear it a few it times, yeah. Over three <laughs> yeah. years. I feel horrible every time. Yeah, that's what I do. That's what I mean. You should just make the change as quick as you realise it needs it. To yeah. be honest, that same dress, I still don't like the bodice. Like, I think that the neckline is, it's got like a low scoop back and it's supposed to be like a high kind of boat neck at the front because I feel like having a scoop neck and a scoop back is a bit much, but actually it doesn't, it's still quite low at the front. So I went and bought an extra half a metre of fabric to recut the front of the bodice. Because done not oh, yet. No, this is what well, I bought the fabric because I was like, if I don't do it, I'm just gonna hate this dress forever. Like I've already done the skirt once. Yeah. I've already put in that effort. Like I and also it's like a four meters of fabric, massive big billowy dress. So like it's a lot of waste of fabric if I don't yeah. like it. Yeah, and if you redo the neck so you like the front neckline, then that is actually a type of dress you will keep for like ten years. Yeah, and it's also if I get the neckline right, I really like the shape of the dress, so I can just make it again. Yeah. It's basically like a kind of Similar to Lily in the Buttons Indigo dress, but I did it myself. Yeah. Um, with like, yeah. So yeah, that kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay, you're a quick adjuster. Yeah. Trying to Dedicated be. to the cause. Trying, trying, to, trying to be. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. I love quick fire rounds and I like getting the team in to answer the questions. Yeah. We're going to do episodes, every episode. <laughs> we'll get the team in. And I think we should do a quick fire, ask the team anything. They haven't agreed to this, so. Yeah, I like quick fire, like weird questions. Yeah, like everybody. What's your favourite make? Yeah. Uh, what do you, your favourite fabric? Also, a lot of good ideas. And one that I'm going to take from Ellie is to adjust things or find a new home for them or try and make it so that I do like the project mm. relatively soon after making it. When you've still got like the interest in it, essentially. Yeah. And it's such a nice feeling when you actually have something new that you've made and you love and you want to wear it. Like that is the best feeling. And you can get that with most makes, I'd say, if you actually just make the effort to change them or fix whatever you don't like. Yeah, so I'm gonna, if something isn't going to plan, I'm gonna stick with it, think about how I can make it that I like it. And then rework it. Yeah. And then wear it. For years and years. And then you'll <laughs> get your 90 wears and everyone will be happy. <laughs> Thank you for listening and thanks as ever to Faf for sponsoring. <laughs>